This is Recruitment Agency Ignition with Andy Whitehead. Helping you build your recruitment employment business fast. Fast, fast. Using digital and automation and one to many systems, tools, and inbound strategies. Hey there, how you doing? And welcome to this episode. So today I want to talk about something really, 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 really difficult for a lot of um, owner directors, whether they be in, in the United States, they be in the UK, they be in Australia, it's a search business. The big problem we see, what I see over and over again is this, we get um, directors, owners come to us and they've got this problem or they've come with, Andy, I want to I be using this automation that I see that your clients use, or I want to be um, the leader in the marketplace, or I want to double the revenue, or I want to get to my first six-figure month. And quite often when we go through um, the audit process of identifying, right, what's really going on here, and we've got an audit process, process we've run now for years, whether it be with um, clients like Experian, which you know, what, 12, 13 billion dollars, and we've got one-man boutiques. We run through an audit process, and um, one thing that jumps out virtually close to every single time is, is this. And it's very difficult for those who, in recruitment who run their own business because quite often the alphas, they've got this big, big, I'm going to take over the world. Or those who are not alphas, they're actually really, really thoughtful and they've got a big driver as to why they set the business up to provide for their family, take their kids for university. But the fact is this. You are the point of success and you're also the point of failure in your business. I'll say that again. You are the point of success, but you're also the point of failure in your business. And what that means is this. It means that quite often, to be frank, you're doing too much. There you go. There's the aha moment. You're doing too much. Now, here's the thing. We set up a business to generally, first of all, it's some form of financial gain to hit whatever numbers it is and to buy whatever it is you're looking to buy and whatever security you need. And then what happens is we go through a, well, an ascension process and then the money gets to a point and then your next constraint becomes, well, the money's doing pretty good. I want to spend less time actually working, less time in the business. So whether you're in the early throes of starting a business or whether you're looking to get from 800k to 1.6 in the next 12 months, the thing that's going to make it happen is you. And it's identifying what your role in the business is. So typically, we get um, the business owners come to us, and it's normally a recruitment business owner who's either one man or um, maybe two, three, four, five in the business. We have got other clients that are 60 odd consultants, but 95% who come to us are the one man boutique. They, they're setting up alone or they've been working alone. Um, or they've got two, three other consultants with them, and they, their goal is, yeah, within two years, I want to have an office of 20 people in it. Because you've been fed some bullshit. That's the way it should work nowadays. No, 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 no. Anyhow, we've got these goals, but the, the challenge is this. You, you may well be the one person in the business. You may well be spinning so many plates. You're there doing everything in the morning. I come in, I'm doing candidate sourcing, I'm doing client... Uh, lead gen, I'm doing the administration, I'm doing the accounts, I'm doing the marketing. 
you're working crazy hours. When you go on holiday, you've got those two, three days for holiday. You get really, really excited, but also you work like an absolute dog. And then when you're away, your business shuts down. Or at least it's not running at the same degree it should be as when you're there. Because you're part of the process. So much goes through you. Then you come out from holiday and then uh, a day or two, you're led on the beach and you start thinking about, oh shit, it's going to happen again. I'm going to get back and it's going to be absolute chaos for that first week. You get on the plane and then you start bickering and all that stuff with the wife or the partner. And before you know it, you're back in the throes of working 48 weeks of the year to have two lots of two-week holidays that you enjoy. Back on the treadmill. You're the problem here. You are the point of failure in the business. I know, because I've been there. So what we want, and what most recruitment business owners want when they tell me, is that, listen, I want to have a business that runs without me, essentially. I want it to be systemized. Hear this magic word about it being systemized. Or we've got processes, so we know that when we need to find a candidate, we go through one, two, three. Or we know that when we're looking to... Um, going through a phase of we need more clients, we go through this process. As opposed to, right, I'm in client getting mode and you drop all your candidate sourcing or you're in candidate sourcing mode and you drop all your, candidate gener or your client generation. That isn't systemized. That's just going to give you up and down months and a lot of stress. And a key thing is this, and that's something that only hit home from one of our members um, posted inside our private um, community this week. He said he actually enjoys recruitment again. He's been in recruitment 16 years. In fact, you may know the guy. He's on a, a previous podcast called The Laptop Recruiter, Keith, Keith Southern. He said he's been in recruitment um, 16 years and he was going to leave the industry. Had an office in Covent Garden. Um, he now works remotely. In fact, he's looking to spend three months over Christmas in early spring in Thailand working from his iPad. Eight months ago, completely different situation. But he's enjoying his business again. It's recognizing that he was and you are the person that everything goes through or the decisions come through. So you're the point of success and you're the point of failure. So this is what I want to do. I want to give you three points that I've um, identified and observed and also solved with clients. And I want you to really take a pause. Grab, grab a pen and paper and let's write this down. So point number one, let's, um, let's man up here. Let's stop um, you know, dodging, dodging what's going on here. Point of one is you actually own the business. So you need to recognize that the decisions you make right now today, I don't know if you listen to this in November, I don't know if you listen to this um, a year after you made this, I don't know. But no matter when you listen to this, you own your business. You own the decisions. You decide, I'm going to keep doing what I've always done. You decide that something needs to change. You decide you've had enough. So the first step in this process is identifying that you are the person who's the point of failure here or the point of success. And that's key. Absolutely key. And from a tactical implementation perspective, on a daily basis, if the candidate sourcing comes through you, if the client sourcing comes through you, if the marketing comes through you, if the administration comes through you, if any, any one of those comes through you, you're already missed, uh, misorganizing your business. I've said it before, and it's a term that I'd hate using because it sounds really cliche, but it's a term that people understand and resonate with. You should be working on the business, not in your recruitment business. And it's a mindset shift. 
Why is it someone can go from having seven people in the business and actually downsizing to four because they're part of a franchise, but actually they double the revenue within 90 days? Got a system in place, systems for client generation, systems for candidate generation. We've covered that with Paul Roberts before um, on a previous episode. So the first thing is recognize this is you. This is, this is your life, your decision, what you're doing. So we can either um, have a plum party, poor little, little old me, or we can make a decision. I am the point of success here. I am the point of failure here. When I started the business, what did I really start? And a phrase that someone um, I read recently, a guy, uh, I can't remember who it was, uh, said, listen, you're in business. If you're not enjoying it, what the hell are you doing? Why did you even start it if you're not enjoying it? So the, the decision comes through you, both from a strategic perspective, also what you do on a daily basis. If you're doing the candidate source and the client attainment, yeah, you've got a problem. Second, you need to recognize there's two types of recruitment agency nowadays. Now, my friends in the United States might call it a search business. Um, my friends in the UK might call it a recruitment agency. My friends down under might call it something else. And wherever else in your world, you've got another name for it. But essentially, you're a recruitment business owner. Now, there's two types of business owner nowadays. There are those, but by the way, nowadays in my world, there are two types of business owner nowadays in recruitment. One is the laptop recruiter. This is the guy or the lady who's um, been in recruitment and you know what, they've had an office, they've been brought up by uh, maybe a bigger company in the past and they've been taught that this is how you do recruitment. To get clients, you do this. You, um, you, you connect on LinkedIn and you send out these messages and then you, you go and make phone calls, you go to networking events and then you, you go to other events and then you pick up the phone again and then basically you annoy the shit out of people until someone says, yes, we need someone. And then you drop all of that and then someone else is going to get annoyed, a candidate, and you're going to hound them down. You're going to find a candidate and eventually a candidate's going to say, yes, I want to, I want to consider that role. Yes, I want to be put forward. And you've got six candidates and then now and again you're going to get one candidate actually being placed and they're going to go home and you're going to celebrate and get absolutely stonking. And guess what? The same cycle happens again and again and again. Now, as my boss told me when I first moved into... Um, when I left university, I, uh, my very first role, I went to Nomura, which is at the time the biggest Japanese investment bank in the world. That was 1996, into digital strategy. And I worked my socks off and I got spotted by someone. But as my then boss, but he's actually now one of my friends, um, he actually was an usher at my wedding. As he said, um, this is young man's game. Being in the city in London at the time, to the square miles, so the equivalent of um, Wall Street in the States, he said, this is a young man's game. And what I've just verbalized there with how recruitment works for lots of recruitment owners and recruitment business people, that's a young man's game, a young lady's game. Got such a hectic way of actually getting business in. Where's the systems in that? Such a hectic way, up and down. Stress, is it going to happen? Metrics, we don't even know what the metrics are, but we know we've got to hit the phones and got to work late, 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 until we can close and... That's a young person's game who's got no consideration for building a business. If you're a business owner, that's a crazy way to build a business. And if you work inside an agency or search business, it might be fun when you're 21. It's not going to be fun when you're 41. It's going to be tiring. It's going to be stressful. So the laptop recruiter is the person who's recognized the old model's broken. 
The old model is actually broken. Recruitment's changed. The marketplace has changed. Recruitment's not, not some special voodoo industry whereby other sales industries or marketing industries or service industries, whatever frame you want to put on recruitment, it's not some industry that hasn't been touched by digital. And if you think it is, you're fooling yourself. To be frank, that's total bullshit. Recruitment's been impacted more than any industry. Candidates are now online so much. This word passive. Clients being inundated with bullshit, spammy, crappy pieces of content. So the industry's changed and you need to recognise that. The laptop recruiter knows that. And they also know that life's changed. The days of um, having to go to university, then you're guaranteed a job, they're gone. They're gone. When my kids grow up and they say, right, I, I want to be a designer, a graphic designer, great. If that's your passion, what you should really think about is who employs the, the graphic designers. Nowadays, you can go onto Upwork.com and get a graphic designer for $5. Or you might want to pay someone $1,500 or whatever it's going to be. We've had members come to us and spend £5,000, not dollars on a website, join us and we've shown them how to have a website that actually works and positions you and actually gets you leads for a twentieth of that with a template, with the content, etc. The laptop recruiter understands the business has changed. So these guys, they want a business whereby they're actually working from the laptop. They're not working in an office, they're working from the laptop. Yes, you still need consultants. Yes, you still need, need leads. But you do not have to have this actually in an office environment. And secondly, you've got the business owner in recruitment who actually likes having the office environment. They like having candidates like having the, the client side, they actually enjoy the business, but they want an office as well. Absolutely cool. Now, what does the laptop recruiter and the traditional business owner, in this case, have in common? They have this. Whether you're working from a laptop, which means you're working from anywhere in the world, and you've got remote consultants who are closing the leads you give them, or they're comparing up the candidates that, this, that you give them through the systems, or whether you're in an office and you've got five consultants, those five consultants shouldn't be there just having a, a, a day which is essentially ad hoc. Moving from, right, find a candidate, speak to a client, do this, do that. Although, no, it should be a place where, right, we've identified the top 100 candidates we want. We've got 47 come back to us. Of those 47, we've hit the filters on 20 of them. I'm going to speak to these 10 first. We've got a process that gives the candidate to the consultant. Same for clients. They shouldn't be on the phone making crappy calls, pissing off clients. There's a process whereby the client comes to them and says, yeah, I speak on Monday at 2 o'clock. Or I really, really like what you're doing. So I speak on Tuesday at 4 o'clock. So again, the leads come in. Whether you're building a business on site and your consultants deal with the leads that come in or whether you deal with a completely remote business, like Keith mentioned before, he's going to be in Thailand. Both of these are dependent on a set of systematic steps, and that's the key thing. And that happens from systems. That sounds like a scary word sometimes, but all that is, is a process. So anything that happens in your business, anything that occurs more than once, should be systemized. Anything that occurs in your business more than once should be systemized. That means you shouldn't be doing it. If you want to be earning 100 grand a year, that's 50 pounds an hour. A million, 500 pounds an hour, I believe, anyway. So why would you run an activity that either an automated tool 
can do for you or someone else can do for you. Now the scale happens when you start to get this and it's absolutely key. So you need to ask yourself this and think about this, point number three. The businesses that I work with and I've seen go from $8,000 and going out of business to $100,000 a month in both cases or the companies that have gone from startup to having a six-figure month. There's hustle involved, of course there is. But these bullshit things you see on Facebook and Twitter and it's all about the hustle, man. I'm, I'm working 23 hours a day and I've not seen my kids for two weeks and I drink my own urine. It's like, well, well done. Is that why you set a business, was it? To absolutely kill yourself. Now, I'm not saying that at any point in your business you don't have to hustle at the uh, points to get the processes running. Of course you do. But that isn't what you want to be doing every day for your business. Of course, when you get a system set up, there's an initial hit. Like I say, if anything happens more than once, it should be systemized. So you need to start thinking about where are you operating from? So are you operating from your genius? What you're really, really good at? So for example, I'm crap at admin. I'm crap at anything to do with technical. I remember going back about 14 years, there's a guy called Jim something in the United States and he had a product which was how to build websites um, yourself and I bought it and I look back now, I'm absolutely horrified that I was doing this. In the background, at the time I was running a project for B Sky B um, and I was doing this in the evenings, like that's just so far away from my genius. My genius is strategy, it always has been. Now what's your genius? Is it closing business? Is it actually being a systems person, managing six people? What's your genius? I'm sure it's not picking up the phone, annoying people. I'm sure it's not scrabbling around trying to find candidates on LinkedIn or clicking connect all night when you're sat in front of the TV and your wife or your husband's getting annoyed. I'm sure it's not you getting angry because you can't do some form of technical thing that you've read somewhere. I'm sure it's not writing content and someone's told you somewhere, write a blog, build it and they will come. I'm sure that's not your genius. The scale will come in your business when you get your genius. My genius is creating digital strategy for the recruitment industry. Not old school strategy, I don't profess to do that, I don't profess to have any idea about the old ways and not what it's about. It's about taking digital strategy, creating a new strategy, having my team test it, and then we test it with five clients. That's the process steps I go through in creating a new strategy for my clients. And once we test it with a handful of clients, three to five, we share it with the rest of our group. That's my genius. Actually, going out there and creating the technical bits or um, going through the administration bits, that's not my genius. Running a business. What's your genius in your business? If you want to double your business in the next 12 months, treble it in the next 12 months, your role needs to change. I'm assuming at the minute you're working at least eight hours a day. So you can't really double your hours in a day. Well, you could. You might end up a very lonely man or lonely woman when your family leaves you. But something needs to change in your role, and that's the key thing. So your role in the business is absolutely pivotal, and it's one of the key drivers I've seen over and over again. When you get this, it's not about you working harder. It's also not about pressing a big red button, and then suddenly everything runs through in the background. It's about understanding, though, if you're doing everything in the business, you're the point of success of the business. But you're also and most likely the point of failure. The growth is not happening because of you. 
And if you've got a voice in your head now saying, yeah, but Andy, I, 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 um, only I know my candidate. Only I know exactly who they are. So I, I, I can search from LinkedIn. Okay, tell me what you search for. Da, da, da. Okay, break it down again. What else you search for? Da, da, da. Okay, what else? Why, why is that a candidate, an A player? Da, da, da. Break it down. Okay, she just told me you've got 18 different variables there or seven different variables. So if I search for those 18 variables, can I find that candidate? Yeah, but, okay, cool. Um, what about if we systemize that and we can replicate that 10 times over? So we could 10x you. Would that be of use to you? Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, what about if we've got templates? So message one goes out, we've got a template we know it converts to 47%. Then when we get a reply, um, we've got one of three templates going in based on that reply. Would that be of use to you? Yeah, so what you're saying is that I have to actually connect or do any of this stuff? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. So when you went for this process, so using LinkedIn as an example, um, I mentioned Brand Hadley before on a call, absolute legends, guy who did half a million from his first webinar. This year, his network, LinkedIn network, for example, has grown by, I don't know the exact figure, it's about 9,000 now. It was 8,000 something last time we spoke, about 9,000. So it would have grown by about 10,000 this year. He's not been sweating it on that. What have you been doing with your lead generation, your candidate generation? So if everything's going through you, you're the point of failure. And really, often these podcasts are giving you tactical steps. But it's something that I've observed now over and over again. And give, give you every strategy in the world. If it's not applied and understand that you're the point of failure here, it's not going to make a piece of difference. So three things. Number one, recognize... What's going on right now? What's going on right now? And recognize that you are the point of failure. Number two, understand that when you have a system, a set of steps, they can be replicated. So what you're doing, you can clone yourself two, three, four, five times over. Number three, understanding that replication allows scale to happen. That means more revenue, guys. That means getting paid more. That means the little driver in the back of your head, we need to have half a million dollars in the bank or we need to make our first um, six-figure month or whatever the driver is or I need to take my kids for university. When you can replicate a process that works, that's where you get paid more. That's the simplicity of it. So three things to do. Number one, do an inventory of what you do every day. Get up in the morning, do an inventory of what you do every day. So wake up and then literally... All the activities you do inside your, your business, you write it down next to you on an A4 piece of paper. No voodoo, no automation tool here. Simple as that. This actually got um, talked to me by a chap, Dan Sullivan in the United States, legend. So just list everything you do. Really, really simple. Number two, break down what you're doing every single day. So go through that process, do it for a week. Then mark them. What's a daily activity? What's a weekly activity? What's a monthly activity? What's a quarterly activity? Then what we want you to do is prioritise them. Out of those activities, what are the first three that you want to get off your plate? Well, the candidate sourcing is doing my head in. I spend six hours a day. Or my um, writing content is my thing. Or sourcing, uh, creating appointments in my diary with clients. Or um, top three things. Think about this. How can you actually create a system around that? Again, we've got templates all around these things, but you want to identify what your point of failure is now. What's your massive friction in the business straight away? You need to get activities off your plate. Whether you think about someone like Richard Branson, he's not there working 18 hours a day stressing about the type or the font or whatever. And going back to the chat when he actually first set up his first business, he got from the word go 
around systems. He got right from the get-go. Around team. So you are the point of failure here. But you can now be the point of success. And I want you to get this visual. Just look at yourself now as you are. Now imagine you've got three of you. Three of you. So whatever you do now, you could have three of them happen every single day. So you might have seen the, we, the video we did a few years ago with, um, with Matt Matt Goddard, and it was um, how he went from 80 hours a week to 40 hours a week, but actually, du actually doubled his revenue. Without, any, without even any automation stuff we do, without any of the cool tools, without any of the cool um, 24-7, 365 inbound, it was just around systemizing and his role in the business. He doubled his revenue and worked half the hours in the first quarter of applying that. Because he looked at his role in the business. And this is key for you. If you want to get to a million dollars, and whether you get to $10 million like James Blackwell, if you listen James Hay, we know it's about replication. So with that said, really take it on board here and say, this isn't a tactical session today. It's more about me just giving you a, a 180 back to you on what I've observed now from speaking to well, hundreds and hundreds of directors, owners this year. And we've, and we've trained tens of thousands across webinars this year. But it's about that point of failure and that point of success. If you genuinely want to grow your business and double it, treble it, quadruple it, sell your business, what's your role in it? So with that said, I'm going to wrap up the session. I'm actually off on a, um, to the airport first thing in the morning and it's now 4.38pm and I'm up at 3am. Horrible, horrible time tomorrow, but it's one of those. So um, if it's the first time being one of our podcasts, you can check us out at Recruitment marketinginternational.com recruitmentmarketinginternational.com um, for those of you who've um, been on this podcast before hey welcome back and um, for those you can see in the states looking forward to it but yeah recruitmentmarketinginternational.com go and check out the free videos go and check out the um, yeah, the other podcast there's lots and lots of value in there guys but this is more about you really taking a step back and thinking about where do you want your business to be in 90 days in 12 months because you can be given every single tool in the world. But until you recognize your role as a business owner has to change. And when it does change, that's when scale just happens. Boof. But if you take on board more activities, guess what? Yeah, you're going to make more money. Yeah, you're going to get more clients, more candidates. But is that the life you really want? So with that said, guys, I'm going to wrap up this session. Look forward to speaking to you really soon. Recruitmentmarketinginternational.com. Take care, and I'll see you on the next one. Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out recruitmentmarketinginternational.com.